This is Suzanne York from Humans Optimized. We believe that advances in technology, coupled with elevated human skills, create immense opportunity in the future of work. Now, with the upheaval of COVID-19, our future has quickly become today's reality. Through the uncertainty, fear, and concern of the pandemic, we find stories of human resilience, innovation, and hope. Join us as we share our experiences, discuss what may be ahead, and explore together how we can come back stronger than we were before. When we were first confronted with the immediate need to combat the COVID-19 crisis by staying at home, it was disorienting, concerning, and disruptive. It was an understandable roller coaster of emotions. And now that we've lived this way for more than six weeks, coming out of this time will bring with it yet another transition. Today, I'm talking about change with Kathy Toll, Organizational Change Management Lead at the Parker Avery Group from Chicago, Illinois. Kathy, welcome, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, well, I mentioned that you're a consultant and you live in Chicago. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and what's been happening for you over the past few weeks during the pandemic? Sure, absolutely. I uh, was... Um, born and bred Midwestern. Um, I grew up, as I like to say, in the retail industry, coming up through the stores and worked for retailers and wholesalers um, for about the first 15 years of my career, and then returned to graduate school and pivoted into retail consulting, which I've done for the back half of my career. Um, But it's always been focused on organizational leadership, learning and development, um, and transformation. So this has been an interesting time personally for me because I'm a business consultant. So I get on planes every week and with this, um, with the uh, event of COVID-19 that obviously stopped. So we, as a firm and as an industry and along with everybody else had to pivot really quickly and figure out like how we navigate this world. Oh, it's so true. I mean, we rely so much on the in-person conversations and collaboration that the first couple of weeks, it was incredibly disorienting. Yes, it was. Yes. And for many of your clients as well, I can imagine they weren't even sure how to respond. So I know we're a few weeks into it, but if you can remember back to the first couple of weeks, what, what are some of the things that have stuck with you? Um, it's interesting because I think there was this um, almost... I'm not going to say um, shock to me. It, it very much is mirrored sort of the Kubler-Ross um, uh, um, loss curve is we, we sort of had this like, what happened? What do you mean? I can't leave. Um, yeah. And there was a little bit of um, people are like, well, I'm, I'm going to take a course online and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then as sort of time progressed, that energy level just waned pretty quickly. Mm. Um, from the, my perspective, um, for our clients, it was, and literally still is, it's a day by day, moment by moment. They're making decisions uh, and they don't have a lot of information. Um, personally, you know, we've got kids at home, people have been furloughed, you know, we've got um, the extremes going on where some people are, yes, it's a nuisance, you're, you know, held captive in your home, but then there's other folks that don't have a home. They lost their crops. Um, So trying to navigate that 
professionally and personally with some um, tact has, has really been interesting for me. Um, I am some ways uh, lucky in the fact that I've have been through um, some dramatic changes in the past, which okay. um, was, was I was really able to call on those lessons. Although I, I didn't figure it out for the first couple of weeks, sure. Um, but there was a certain familiarity to what was going on, um, and that destabilization and being disoriented and um, anxious, and I was tired and. Um, even kind of angry. Um, mm-hmm. And then I realized, you know, past um, losses, illnesses um, that I've experienced, I, I've really learned some lessons on resilience. Um, and I, I noticed that I'm like, this is why it doesn't feel as, uh, I, I kept having this deja vu. I'm like, I feel like I've been through this before. Oh, wow. And that's when it, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is like the cycle of, you know, we go through when we've had a tremendous loss, which is exactly what's happened. Um, when you think of people who were fur- furloughed, mm-hmm. um, any of us that have ever been between engagements, uh, jobs, um, or looking for a job, for a lot of us, that's our self-identification. That's how... We are known to the world, and it's very destabilizing when you have to stop and go. But wait, I'm not a blah blah blah, or right. a, you know, a business consultant or an org change person. Um, I'm just me. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that that angst, personally and professionally, is really what people are struggling with right now. There is a lot of our identity wrapped up in the work that we do. And and when we abruptly are not given the option to do mm-hmm. that work, you're right. We're confronted with the, the good, bad, and the in-between of, well, who do we want to be? Who have we been? And how do I navigate this in-between period? Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and I hear in what you're saying, the, the cycle of grief. And I do. I think there's been so much loss, loss of the vision of what these few months were intended to hold, whether you were a graduate from oh, no, college no. or high school, whether you've had plans for a wedding or other things. I mean, we, we, we can picture our lives a couple of months in advance. And when you're immediately taken away from that vision, there is, there is a grieving process. Oh, I just, I mean, I, you know, my heart breaks for seniors that are graduating. Um, to your point, you know, people that have have done virtual weddings. Um, oh. But it is, it's very, and um, I, I think it's, I've been able to use some of the lessons from the past um, because I learned really not in a comfortable way. I learned that I didn't know what the next day was going to look like. Mm. And I had to become comfortable with that. Um, and, and it wasn't by choice. It was sort of by being shoved into a situation, which is what has happened with this situation. Well, that is very true. Transformation, this transformation has been thrust upon us. Yeah. And even if we, if some people could could have seen a trend like this coming, I don't think anybody predicted the degree to which it's unfolded. No, I agree. I, I mean, well, and, just and to been, you, yeah, go ahead. Crazy over the past several weeks to watch the changes that have occurred, even you know, in the short, relatively short time frame that it has passed. And, and to your point on resilience, we a lot of 
that the resilience comes from being able to look at our own past and say, I've been able to come back from from t- difficult times. I don't, I don't think anybody has had this exact scenario, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to me that that we can look at other relatable moments and say, we have built this muscle, we have gone through this. And so what are some of the points of experience that you could suggest to others that they they draw from to continue to help them move through the day-to-day that is so unknown? Um, It's interesting. It's actually, I think, a line from a movie Um, because early on, years ago, I lost my husband and I was pretty wrecked for like the first six months. I just didn't know what to do. Um, And there was a, a movie And the main character said, I break my day down into units. The morning is a unit, the afternoon is a unit, and the evening is a unit. Because Mm. a day at a time felt too daunting. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. (laughs) I'm like, just just do something for a few hours. Um, The other thing I will absolutely just, I want to reinforce with people is, you know what? It doesn't have to be pretty. I don't know. Don't shower. Don't dress but get up. Um, Mm. you you just, each day it's like, I would go to bed and I'm like, I'm just going to get up tomorrow. Um, and some days would be more productive than others. I think what we all have to be mindful of is, um, over the next several months, we are going to have, um, re I call them reverberations. We're going to have sort of these, you know, waves of like anxiety or stress or sadness that it's, you're like, no, this is over. I shouldn't be feeling like this. And I'm like, no, this isn't over. Um, this was a traumatic experience, um, in a number of ways for everybody collectively. And then we all experience things like this individually, very differently. So I, I imagine that we'll have some folks that are like, yep, let's get back to normal. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what does normal even mean anymore? Thank you. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I, um, uh, you know, that's that is one of I might have uh, mentioned this. It, it is if one more person says the new normal, I'm going to have to have just a small fit. Oh, um, because I'm like it. No, it wasn't normal before. It's not going to be true. normal after. It is just going to be. So let's just talk a little bit about it. Will be different. And we will have things that change, but life is going to carry on and holidays will come and go and birthdays will come and go. Um, mm. So that's sort of been my my little bit of a, please don't say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, and what's interesting about the use of that word is it shows to me that humans, and because I, I think it is something that we all share and really do want stability. I and mean, yes, we see we that. and crave it. Yeah. In our field of organizational change management, half the problem of getting people to a new place is, is having them let go of where they've been. Yes. And so and so this idea of there'll be a new normal really signals to me this desire for stability. Yes. And I think you're point. right that that's not the right way to think about it anymore. And what's really interesting there is um, when I – it's ironic that I have chosen this as my career because I personally, um, and people that know me know this well, I am a creature of habit. Mm. I don't like changes and plans. 
if somebody has said to me, we're going to go to Walmart and then Walgreens, and they decide to switch it up on me right before, (laughs) that's not going to fly. I'm like, no, 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 that was not the plan. However, because of different experiences I've had through my life and having transformation or change shoved on me, like literally just pushed onto the playing field, Mm. I developed that muscle. And it's very helpful to me in my profession now because I see those people. I'm like, I see you and I know what I know you. And I know you're thinking you can just yes ma'am me along and I'll go away. But and I and I know this is super uncomfortable and I know you feel awkward, but we're gonna do this. Mm. Um so it's when I, I think of um the change management profession, you know, you think a lot, you know, you hear a lot about positivity and I'm like, yeah. Positivity shows up in a lot of different ways. It doesn't always have to be um, daffodils, you know, and unicorns. Um, it can just be, you know, pure grit, um, and just keep, because that, you know, there, there's something. It's like I've been through this before. I got through it. wasn't pretty. I can get through it again. Well, and you ju- you can't bypass it. No, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> right. And I think that might be what some people are looking for is the ability to to lift up, leap over it, and be done with this. No. And not only can we not bypass this because of the extended period that we are at home, but I really like what you called it, the reverberations. The longer we're in this, yes. the greater the reverberations will be and the longer they will last as well. Uh, absolutely. I mean, any... Um, you know, when you think of somebody that was chronically ill for two years, um, the extent of the distress that the caregiver um, was under during that time, the longer something goes on, the more eroded, um, you know, our our cognitive functions become and the longer it takes to come back. Um, And I I hadn't thought of that, Um, particularly when we start returning to the workplace and leaving our homes it's just, it's even hard to imagine what will that look like? Um, it's not like we're all going to fling the doors open and run outside and go, yeah. Big group hug. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I'm like, will we all be wearing masks? Maybe. Do we, is shaking hands sort of a, you know, something of the past could be, um, you know, our face-to-face meetings now, is there six feet (laughs) between each of us? Probably. Mm. So you just, you, you think like walking into a store and picking up a blouse and trying it on. Yeah, that sounds very abnormal. And yet it used to be so normal. <laughs> I, like you're like, I can't imagine that. <laughs> right. Because did somebody else try that same blouse on? Right. You know, how about everybody who touched it between, you know, bring, putting it out on the the hangers? Oh, and yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so so then maybe we put ourselves into the position of consulting with the leader and thinking through, you know, their employees who yes. they have had different experiences. They, in some cases, they have had, they themselves may not have been on the front line of this, but may have had a spouse who went every single day. So their trauma over this period could have looked different. And so the realities of the humans that we work with and the humanness that will show up, especially as we come back together, as helping leaders understand their role in this. Yes. Yeah, that will be um, 
I mean, we always speak to it and I know, you know, it's like, we hear it a lot that, you know, people are the priority. Our people make the difference. Um, now more than ever as leaders, managers, even as coworkers, um, that attention to the individual has got to be front and center because it's important to have people, if they're wanting to, to share their experience with you and to, you know, share some of the things that um, they went through and they felt. Um, you might have some others that don't really want to talk about it and actually might have been more comfortable working from home. Mm. So I call that um, be ready to meet people where they are. Um, you can't, if you yourself are somebody just delighted to be back, it's okay if you have others that are a little bit more resident, re- uh, reticent. It's going to take them, you know, a little bit longer period. Um, and there has to be a mutual respect among um, coworkers um, and the leaders. And if, as a leader, if you are thinking I need to have all the answers, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Yeah, I think this period has proven to them that that nobody has all the answers. No, and so and it, it, allowing yeah different leadership styles to show up, even right. if the person's yeah in a different spot. And I, I'm like, just if you don't know what to say, that's okay to say. I don't know mm. what to say. Um, if you had to furlough employees and you're bringing them back now, and you feel um, guilt or you feel uncomfortable, totally have that conversation. Um, it, it isn't something, don't walk around the elephant in the room. That will be probably the most detrimental thing that can go on. That's a that's a great way to bring to light the different scenarios that people may face. And this idea that you may not have experienced it. And it's okay to realize I, I didn't experience it and I don't know what they're going through. But it is okay for me to, to acknowledge that. It, it, it creates a, a space of vulnerability. Yes, it does. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we've there's a lot that we've heard in the past years, regardless of this moment, around um, emotional intelligence and self-awareness. And in this t- this period is really going to put that on hyperdrive. Absolutely. And even it's been interesting for me to watch colleagues and people um, that I work with and I've known for a long time that weren't necessarily um, – I've had conversations with executives that – well, change management, transformation, it's all the same thing. Eh, not really. Yeah, right. Um, you and I could and have a like, conversation. Yeah. Right. They're like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, well, and then, and I use the example with um, a couple of our clients. I'm like, this is transformation. Doesn't mm. feel good. It was, it was imposed on us. When we think of change management, it's a little bit more packaged and there's a beginning, middle, end, right? It's Mm -hmm. a system. It's a new process. Um, This is true transformation. So as executives, when you're thinking about changing up a system or processes or an org design with your company, you need to hang on to these lessons you learned because it's, it's very destabilizing and you absolutely need to realize that people are going that's what they feel like. Even if it doesn't feel like a big change to you, to them, it does feel big. I agree. And that word destabilizing is really helpful to for leaders to keep in mind that they, their intentions may be well-rooted in a strategy or something they're trying to achieve. But if it's unclear, 
to to people, just like this moment for us right now collectively is incredibly unclear, then the feeling of being destabilized will, I think you said it, the reverberation of it, they're going to remember that later on too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think for me, the, the other thing for any of us, and I've even had to have the conversation with myself, um, even though I know the information, you know, logically, you know something, but you kind of, when it's when you're living it, you forget um, that logic. Right. It, when we're under stress, our cognitive functions weaken. Our executive functions just blow up. Um, our ability to concentrate, to make um, quick, incisive decisions, um, to problem solve, all of that becomes compromised. And the longer you're under the stress, the more compromised your thinking becomes. So for leaders, managers, it is so important. If you've got like some top performers coming back in and they're not shooting on all eight cylinders, totally okay. That it's, it's like, it's not that they're not trying. It's just the stress level is impeding them right now. So whatever you can do to make the environment and to help, you know, lessen their stress and help them through the journey will be, um, at the end of the day, it will get your productivity up that much faster. I think that's a great reminder for people because it is very cognitive. It's not something that and people can control. And even the leader themselves is going through it as well as a human. Well, and that's, I mean, think about the contrast between an exhausted um, executive that might have been working seven days a week, 14, 15 hours a day just to keep the company surviving. And then you've got the opposite where you have a furloughed employee that's just not, you know, a happy camper right now. <laughs> yes. And those two will come back together and uh, it's it's going to be a little bit of a um, a volatile situation because I can see some leaders being, look, just be happy you have a job. Uh, yeah. That's not going to fly well. Um, right, and right. I think one, one of the things that could easily happen is as people are calling back their employees, they're not coming back. They've moved on. They've found another job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that preparedness for a leader or manager just physically and emotionally to deal with this um, will really, really be important. True. There is no playbook for what's about to happen next. No, and, no. If I, and yeah. that's another, I'm like, well, what, what's the playbook? I'm like, if I had it. Yeah. I, yes, if you and I would be having a different conversation. <laughs> I, I would be doing a lot different things than I am right now. Right. Well, and your point is well made. Like, let's be prepared to be unprepared. That's it. That's and, exactly and take it. our days in, in chunks. You know, okay, I'm going to make it through this next meeting and I'm going to regroup. What do I know now that I didn't know an hour ago? Uh, so the, the, the reality of being able to operate the way we were, I see memes out on Facebook about this idea of productivity during a pandemic as an oxymoron, you know, to, right. to really have that permission. And this, this includes the, the, the months following it too. Well, and that, that's one of the pieces I can't, um, stress enough is, you know, as Americans, particularly we're like, well, that was a bumpy ride, but it's done. It's over. We're good. And that is not how the cycle of loss works. Um, and again, learning this from personal experience, you can want to wish it away so badly and just want it behind you, but you just have to let it take it, take its cycle. 
Um, mm. And understand that your kind of reintegration back, Suzanne, might be six months and mine could be 18 months. You know, it will be, it will be very different based on how the person um, uh, integrated the whole experience. And, th- and through that, the, uh, the cycle of loss will be renewed because yes. I know for me, there are certain things at this moment in time that I'm appreciating. And yes, right. the loss of this moment where I am more focused on family and able to be home and at my getting in the car and racing around and doing errands is no more. Like I'll have a new set of things that I'll, I'll miss out on. Yeah. And that's, we talked to, um, a little bit about this amongst my, um, at my firm is there's been silver linings. Um, you know, we've seen some incredible displays of resilience, creativity. Um, you might have seen people that stepped up into a leadership role that you hadn't anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, Decisions are getting made faster and they're getting implemented and the world isn't, you know, coming to a standstill. So right. it's, there are some things and, you know, frankly, I'm like, I don't mind sort of being casual and working from home. Um, so that, oh my gosh, I have to get up. I have to shower. I have to put on makeup, get in the car, commute, that, 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 that whole new routine is a new routine because we've been in this long enough to have lost that, um, uh, that, um, feeling of normalcy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like this is my daily routine. It's like, yep, daily routine's gone. Well, I really like your point on the speed of decision-making and the willingness for people to try something. The the speed of decisions and the speed of actions have been incredibly impressive. And that has allowed us to make real innovation during this time. We see it in the retail sector. Absolutely. You know, and, and a lot of those new ways of working, the new processes, whether it's the, you know, buy online and curbside pickup, they don't have, we don't have to let go of those, but we wouldn't have been instigated to try all those before when we had to have the perfect answer. That's exactly right. And I think if anything, this might have helped. Um, One of my colleagues made a comment about, you know, seeing people really step into leadership roles and it resonated because I was like, you know what, because their leadership got out of the way. They Mm. didn't have the time or energy and they were like, fine, do it. And now we're seeing that result. So I'm, I'm hopeful where you might've had some micromanagers that yeah. they're like, you know what? Um, my people are pretty talented. I, I can you know, let them run with an idea and they can really get it, you know, up and running, um, in a much better manner than we probably would have had we taken 18 months. True. And the clarity of purpose really allowed for that too. Yes. Yes. There was no time for like, well, you know, let's brainstorm again or let's revisit. No. (laughs) Right. Right. Let's put it through the decision process and the funding process. Like if you can do it, get it done. So there's, yeah, new ways of working, thinking, leading and new innovations that, that I believe will transcend this timeframe for the better. I do too. I absolutely do. Um, Yeah. Are there any other trends that you're seeing? Maybe it's in the retail sector or the organizational change management field or just even personally that you'd like to see carry through and hope will be different as a result? For me, the, the big piece is for any executives that have had those moments of clarity or, or those I got it moments where they might have said, yeah, the people are important, but 
they now get it um, mm-hmm. and understand. Um, I just please like hold on to those lessons. Um, a yeah. lot of leaders have you know stepped out and become human beings to their employees and stay there. I mean, it's been yeah. an incredible thing. It helps to create loyalty and ownership. Um, and, you know, you're kind of rallied around a cause. So, you know, the fact that I think about, it, I'm like, well, I've seen your bedroom, you know, see yeah. <laughs> right. into your, and your dog. In the, in the- exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess we have a different relationship now. That's good. Right. Um, yes, the relatability, the yeah. the humanness. And that doesn't make anybody any less of a leader. If if anything, it makes me want to follow them more. Oh, absolutely. And that's where I'm like, don't fall back into the um, you know, invisible invisible boundary because it's you've seen my living room, you know, you've seen mm-hmm. my baseball cap and you know, yeah. um, probably different than what you're accustomed to seeing. So for me, um, the trend I want to see um, progress is um, keep, as you know, people that are more traditional in their management approach, keep experimenting, keep pushing, you know, keep letting people um, try things and fail and be okay with it. Yeah. No, I think these are all amazing things that will continue to allow us to to come back stronger than we were, even when maybe in those moments we don't have that confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. There's one, um, she's one of my favorite, favorite um, social scientists. Her name is Amy Cuddy. um, And she has a TED Talk that's incredible. Um, and she is absolutely, and I was never a big believer in the fake it till you make it. Mm. She was like, you know what? I just started doing it. And then people thought I knew how to do it. So then yeah. they continued to ask me to do it. And then I got better at it. Um, and she's really resonated through me. Um, you know, as I've thought about it, it's like, I didn't necessarily feel confident doing some of the things I had to do the last few weeks, but I did them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, nobody knew you were uncomfortable, so there. Right. And now through this, we're all uncomfortable and right. we're all pushing through. So the solidarity in this experience, we will forever have conversations about where were you during COVID-19. Absolutely. You know, and so let that bring through as a way to continue to, to bring together people, create new ideas, new innovations. And, and, and through it all, we are humans and we have changes in our cognitive abilities right now. We have roller coasters of transitions ahead for us and, and being there together through this leading differently and working differently are all great ways to, to help us come back from this. Absolutely. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, is there anything else you're hoping we'd cover today? No, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you. Oh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I know that it's helpful for so many people and your your wisdom and everything that you've lived through. So thank you for bringing that forward for us. And it's been a true pleasure. Oh, my the pleasure's mine. Thank you so oh. much. And if people want to reach out to you, is there a good way for them to find you? Absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn, which um, my name is spelled a little unusually. It's K-A-T-H-I, Toll, T-O-L-L, or my email is Catherine dot toll at the Parker Avery group. Um, and certainly an email away or a LinkedIn message away. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm grateful that we are connected and look forward to more conversations. Thank you, Suzanne. Me too. Oh, all the best, Kathy. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love to share your stories to help all of us come back stronger than we were before. For more information and to contact us, visit www.humansoptimized.com. Thank you.